you how I'm doing? Not well, bitch. I need to start drinking alcohol. Give me one of those bottles. Baby, I'm only judging what you give me. She peed my bed. Oh, God, I'm too slow again. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, 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 bravo. I'm out. So, all right. Do, 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 do. That's my opinion. I only, <laughs> I only, what you've given me. <laughs> it was you. I'm only judging you. what you gave me. <laughs> my tooth fell out again. <laughs> Oh, in my bed. Okay, great. We so, just heard our killer intro. We're fucking hopped up on Mountain Dew. Bravo, We're, bravo, fucking bravo. I'm <sighs> out. Hey, fuckers, and welcome to Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Also known as BBFB. I'm your host, Lauren Holloway. And I'm your host, Sarah Boyle. This week, we are talking villains. We're talking evil geniuses classic villains the housewives we love to hate we're we're getting we're walking on the evil side this week um i think it's this is like a very exciting topic love a baddie love a good villain origin story think joker think wicked we get to watch these women evolve in much the same way and I think you probably are all familiar with the quote, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the hero. Dorinda Medley. (laughs) I was waiting for you to finish the quote correctly. And then I remembered. Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. What did I say? There you go. (laughs) You said live long enough to become the hero. Damn it. Can we cut that out? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's so true. We've seen so many housewives come in in their first season and we love them. And then we see them become garbage people. Before our very eyes, they turn to trash. And we still love them. Like, we can hold complexity here at Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. I think we do every day. And I think that a lot of that looks like being able to comment on Ramona Singer's Instagram post today in which she looks fucking gorgeous, like beautiful. And I can still be like, she looks amazing. And she is pure trash and I hate her. Did you comment? What did you say? I didn't comment. Um, all I really said was, wow, I, I guess Dorinda, I didn't say this to Ramona. I'm not that mean. But um, Dorinda's comment about her not being that thin obviously struck a nerve because Ramona lost a lot of weight. She's like skin and bones kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. she looks. I mean, she looks amazing, but she's definitely like a thinned out version of our Ramona. Right. I mean, I'm assuming the food at Mar-a-Lago isn't very good. Maybe she, maybe she caught a parasite. It's Florida after all. Yeah. Um, but uh, much in the same vein, before we get into talking about villains, I don't even think Ramona Singer makes my list of villains. I don't really consider her one, which also says a lot. She's um, on my list. 
Ooh, can't wait to explore that. Um, but before we do, let's get into some hot topics. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about this week. We had a lot of spicy programming. Um, and so we're going to get into all the latest episodes. But first, I want to talk about Scott Disick and Amelia Gray Hamlin. Amelia Gray and that guy with the bleached hair. Yeah. He is 37. She is 19. Daughter of Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin is now Kardashian adjacent. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining that Lisa is proud, but what are your thoughts? They, they went official, Instagram official this week. Yeah, they've been posting like for a while. Like this has definitely been, it's not exactly news except for the fact that yes, it's official. I think 19 is just like really young. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable with it. Isn't, isn't Mason like 14 or 15? Like his oldest son is, is practically that age. Like that just makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I never thought about Mace in comparison to Amelia. Yeah. I mean, Scott, obviously everyone that he's dated other than Courtney is very young. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you put the timelines together, when you do the math, it's like, oh, they were like freshly mm. 18, you know? Well, it's I remember like, even seeing a blind about him and Millie Bobby Brown at a party uh, a few years ago on MT Lawyer had, had a post about those two like getting canoodling at like a party after an award show. And, and she's under too age, young. I'm right? sorry. Yeah, and she, yeah, she's, she was definitely underage at the time. And I think she still is. So, I mean, still hearsay, but. I mean, but he's dated enough 18 and 19 year olds to have it be very, um, it's a problematic pattern. I mean, you don't just happen to, like never in my dating life am I like, oh, I just keep running into 18 year olds, you know? Well, what Um, do you even have in common with an an 18 to 19 year olds? I was going to say, let alone being like, wow, I feel like I want to enter into a relationship with one. Like that is, I mean, that just says a lot about him. Like, obviously it's legal. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of things that are legal that are like iffy, but it just shows like, (laughs) why is he, why does he want to be around young, young girls? I I didn't know if it was like a career maker type thing, but you said it before. You know, Lisa Rinna is happy about it. This is great publicity for her. This is this is probably like her her white whale, really. Yeah, I mean, modeling contract relationship with a Kardashian adjacent person. Amelia is following the path that Lisa is probably. Uh, has architected for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I, really not too much, like, other than that, like, really to say. It's, it's for me, the age difference is just a little, it's just a little sus. Will we see him on Beverly Hills, maybe in two seasons? How much would you love, like, a Chris Kardashian, Scott Disick, like, at the same party run in? I would love that. Chris Jenner put some uh, 
Or is she could oh right, she's Chris Kardashian now. Oh yeah. Okay. I've missed that memo. I actually don't know what, what she's going by officially these days. Probably should, but let me look it up. Um I've still been calling her Chris Jenner. In our heart, she'll like that's how she was introduced to us, so I think that's fair. Um we did have some really epic television this week. Like things are coming yeah. back. It was a good week. So what, what should we discuss first? There's so much. Let's talk Atlanta first. Okay, that leaked clip. Since it came first in the week. Yeah, yeah so obviously they just, they just released the first few minutes of the next episode. And I cannot wait. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for all season. Yeah. And we really were leading up to it in the last episode. Yeah. And I mean, these girls, everyone's horny. Like they've been holed up, isolated in the pandemic. COVID they, isolation. Yeah. They basically are like, all right, cameramen, get out of here. We're going to cover all the cameras in the house. Let's have a sex party. And I cannot wait. We've never had this before. We've literally never broken the fourth wall in this way, in a way yeah. where we're like, so what time are you guys leaving? What time are you out of here? Um, what are your thoughts on like the cameras still rolling and exposing potentially part of their sex party? Is that like, is there any like moral ground here that needs to be evaluated? Yeah, I mean, from what I can tell, it looks like they effectively cover all the cameras, and then we just have sound noises. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so... Because um, everybody was horny. Like, you could feel the energy. Because we, we, we know Candy, Candy Coated Nights. Oh, she yes, has a sex girl. toy line. She did a dungeon tour. She is a sexual person. I was like, oh my God, Candy is horny right now. And she doesn't she drink. Was. So she was just feeling the vibe. Um, it was also interesting. I think it's pretty clear now that, you know, how like Tanya had so like, she was so adamant that it was not her who had the threesome with the stripper. It's making a lot more sense now that it's Latoya. Yeah. Um, so when LaToya saw, I mean, let's talk about the episode that we have seen. Yeah. When Bolo came out, LaToya was flabbered. She was blown away by Bolo. Like you could tell she was so turned on. Atlanta has never disappointed in the male stripper department either. Yeah. Right. Like they've always more than any other franchise we've had more male strippers which not complaining yeah but let's just talk i mean i'm so tickled by the aunties versus the nieces me too but in marlo in what world are you a niece like yeah she's girl. she gives very auntie energy and i love her for it i'm obsessed with marlo the more but, i get to know yeah. about marlo the more i love marlo like i love everything she does yeah and Cynthia is the biggest auntie of all time. I mean, when Candy had her in that sex swing, she <laughs> was like auntied out. She was like, okay. Candy was like literally touching her with a vibrator. I know. Meanwhile, and, it's all for her. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, bachelorette. Woo. Yeah. Um, but it's good. We I really needed this out of 
well, I'm, we have yet to see it, but I still like, I need this out of Atlanta because otherwise it's been kind of, I know it's just, I'm not like, it's been kind of boring for me. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been a lot of real life stuff and yeah, um, it is like meaningful conversation and, and then just like little tiny petty sort of beefs. Um, and so I think all of those threads are like coming together, but I will say, I really appreciated on this girl's trip, like the emphasis on food and Mm -hmm. lack thereof. Like Mm -hmm. I loved, I found it so, so relatable when Candy was talking to Kenya and she was like talking about how annoyed she had been with Kenya on this trip. And she was like, I don't care that you didn't invite me on the private jet. But when you didn't ask if I wanted a crab cake, like, of course I would want a crab cake. Like, that this is so rude. This sandwich, I, it's burned in my brain. It was a crab cake po, po boy sandwich yep. with fries. Yum. But like, Kenya, that is so rude. You are literally the hostess of this trip. And you, you what, you seemed to list yourself a sandwich and you're just going to eat it in front of everybody else? Like, is there food in the house? What are the... That it was so rude. Kenya is so rude. She's done a lot of things this trip that are. I know she's going through it. Um, yeah, she she is heavily controlled by Mark, and she is thoroughly drained by being an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, sure, she said the fridge was full of, you know, eggs and milk and bread. But if you're like, I don't want to cook. I want. A delicious sandwich. You like? I cannot imagine just ordering myself food on a group trip. On a group trip, I, I, I honestly can't even fathom. Um, but I also think it's important to point out that Portia calling uh, Kenya Maleficent this week is kind of more or less what inspired this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Kenya was laughing maniacally. And Kenya is an excellent, like, traditional Disney villain, um, for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And- when, when, um, when they were fighting at, I think it was called, like, Coconut Joe's or something, like, mm-hmm. they went to a beach bar, and Tanya was quietly ordering the appetizers for the table while... Kenya was fighting with everyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be me. <laughs> Can I just get like 12 wings? <laughs> yeah. She was like two orders of coconut shrimp. <laughs> I'd be like, great. Now I can order and make sure I get what I want, but order oh. enough for everyone. But like order enough for everyone. That is the premise of a group trip. Like Kenya, is it your first time? Is it your first time hosting? Yeah. You're better and that's, than that. That's what Tanya, she was making sure everybody Got mm-hmm. enough apps. And again, Kenya got mad that she ordered the apps. It's like, Kenya, everyone needs to eat. Yeah, I don't know why she's, she's like policing everyone's food. Not that she really is, but just, it's very confusing to me. Her behavior has been very puzzling. And I know she's, I know she's going through it, but like her behavior has just been, been questionable. She's yeah. in a very selfish place right now. Yeah. Well, next week we're going to watch... Some people have sex, so. Or at least listen. Or at least, li- yeah, I'll, I'll take whatever um, 
is legally and morally appropriate? <laughs> um, I have a note here, and I'm sorry. It's something that I probably should have mentioned a little bit earlier. But I saw on the internet that they're, they've been doing some filming in Burlington, Vermont, with some members of Southern Charm, Summer House, and Vanderpump Rules. And there's going to be a winter house. There is? Yeah. Whoa. I know. I guess like Craig and Austin were spotted um, in Burlington today. Uh, that's all I know. Um, speculation about like the other franchises going there. But like how fucking amazing is that going to be? Oh my God. It's just going to be all the garbage people coming together. I know. But all like, the best ones. Who from Vanderpump? I have no idea. I, I literally only know Austin and Craig. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there because I'm pumped. It's a good idea. It's such a good idea. And like, I've been so happy that Summer House is back. Me too. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I think the the only interesting part is the love triangle, triangle that's about to blow up in Luke's face. It's currently blowing up in his face, but... Honestly, I still like, I have, I used to like Hannah. I know we've, we've been over this, but like she, he wasn't your boyfriend. Like it was really clear that he wasn't your boyfriend. Like you didn't spend New Year's Eve with him. You never had sex with him. He wasn't your boyfriend. You weren't dating. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like she is just not conveying things accurately because I think what she means is like, he has a pattern of developing like deep emotional connections without mm -hmm. any intention of wifing that person up. And like he leads mm -hmm. people on and he definitely led her on. He um, did. And then he like kind of gaslights her about it later yeah. on too. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's a really awkward place to find yourself in when you're like, oh, he just likes to have a rotation. Mm -hmm. And now I move to the back burner. And this is how uh -huh. he treat how he treats the people that he moves to the back burner. Yeah, it's it's gonna be rough to watch though. I follow Hannah on Insta, and it looks like she's in like a happy relationship right now with like some cute Irish comedian. So that looks just like Kyle. I mean, I think Kyle's hot. So he looks just like Kyle from Summer he House. Does. That's I like know he does. So he does weird. Like, yeah, blonde. Where do you even find one of those? Um, but yeah, so far I'm, I'm still like, it's just really nice. It reminds me that summer is coming. Thank God. Like I, I kind of needed summer house right now just to be like, oh my God, someday it'll be warm again. And right outside and get all the vitamin D naturally that I need without holding my light therapy lamp to my face. <laughs> yeah. Which you have on right now, by the way, listeners. <laughs> I had it on. I turned it off. It oh, you turned it off. Night. Um, yeah. One day in several years, I'll be in a beach house with ten other people, and it'll be oh my god, floppy and, and dramatic. <laughs> or in a winter house. Yeah. No, I want to be in summer house though. I mean, I would be in any damn house at this point. That's not mine. Same with like mixed group of people getting drunk, having fun, staying up all night. Sounds amazing. Sounds yeah. like my 20s. Um, okay. Dallas. 
Yeah, we can keep this one short because not much is happening. I do want to say this week it hit me listening to their taglines. I was like, oh, they're speaking directly to their husbands. (laughs) All of them? And nobody else. A lot of them. Like Stephanie's was like, I should have written it down. It was like, I don't need you to support me, but I need you to get out of my way. And I was like, yeah, that, that's literally for your daddy husband. Yeah. Uh, Who was babysat by a serial killer. Did you see that? No. Oh my God. I, I, did I write this down? Um, st- oh yeah. Stephanie's husband was, um, she wrote this, she wrote, it was his birthday or it was their anniversary this week. And she was like, happy birthday. To- oh, it wasn't Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, and she was like, I love you so much. And you're the only husband I know who has ever been babysat by a real serial killer. <laughs> and, um, and her husband was, was babysat by this, this like actual, I have, I linked to it here. Um, the I five killer Randall Woodfield, who I guess was like a, wow. a Green Bay Packer or something. I don't know, but he used to babysit her husband. Interesting. I mean, I- I know the I-5. I think that's in Dallas. Well. So he killed people conveniently located off the I-5. That's dark. That is dark, but he was her babys- his babysitter at the time. Interesting, right? Um, okay, so that was to her husband. I feel like yes. I like the Dallas taglines this season. Well, like, And Cam I- was like, Cam was like. I like to say? be pampered. But, but I'm nobody's, nobody's pet. pet. That's but like her that's her daddy that's like storyline. This I don't know. Like I've been so ugh, about so many of the taglines in all the different franchises for so long, and Dallas this season has been kind of doing it for me. Like it's the, it's my favorite part of Dallas right now. Like I hate watching it. Otherwise, I hate Carrie. Like yeah. I hate she's she's one of my least favorite. Like like I hate her. I yeah. She's really having a hard time and she's being very mean. Um, yeah, I think the taglines being good, just the best part just speaks to how dismal the show is. I mean, obviously we know I love Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on nice. I love that so much. D'Angelo. I'm still working on nice. I'm still working on nice. Yeah, I like that. And then, and then Brandy's is... I think hers is stupid, but it's like, uh, something about sinners and saints. Cause she's like trying to make up for saying something racist. And I'm not, I don't know. I'm kind of over like Brandy's stupid drunken behavior. Like, I just think they're like children. Yeah. It's just like have, not fun to watch. They have daddy husbands that treat them like children. It's, uh, it's all very hard to watch. Yeah, I used to like it. I I don't know. It's not my bag anymore. So um, I I am still liking Tiffany. Um, And it's just wild to me that everyone like likes Carrie and doesn't like Tiffany. But like we said, and like she kind of pointed to too, like she never got to be a cool girl because she was always working so hard. And I think maybe they're still just picking up on that energy and that's why they're treating her like a nerd girl. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, Tiffany is far and away, like, the most accomplished, well-spoken, like, interesting one. 
They just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. She's like a full adult and they are children. Right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about Salt Lake City reunion part two. Oh my God. Well, we, we didn't even really get to talk reunion part one. Um, at least not on air. I, there's a lot happening. Um, I want to kind of say, like, I feel like all these women came to the reunion and are kind of giving us everything that they didn't give us during the season. So, like, Jen Shaw was a firecracker all season. And because of that, she's definitely trying to play it kind of, like, more demure and, like, level-headed and measured and maybe... She's just in a better place now. I feel like Heather, who's always been, like, Heather's kind of combative. Mary is brought to life. Yeah. Um, all, all of her lies are just, like. Oof. This was, that was rough to watch Being her. uncovered. She likes white guys. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was really interesting to watch. Her forget what she had said and what had been caught on camera. Ooh, like, I you just, already admitted to this, and now you're backtracking again. Um, she literally admitted to calling her people poor and... Yeah, to, like... And cheap. Berating her constituents at her church, which is definitely just a money laundering exercise. Can't wait till the IRS just gets in there. I know. Like, should we, I feel like we should just email the IRS and be like, Hey, there's some people on these shows. I know you started with Erica and Tom, but keep on looking. I would just love to be assigned the part of like at the IRS or FBI or any place really where they're like in charge of watching Bravo and, and like working to uncover crimes that like are no doubt happening behind the scenes of these houses. Yeah, I wish we could interview the people that discovered Tom and Erica's money laundering scheme. <laughs> um, oh my God, maybe we should. We could. We should write a letter. Yeah, it could be good. We lo- um, we love math here. We can have a uh, mathematical conversation with an accountant. <laughs> speak for yourself, but I do. Just I, kidding. I know. I know. Um, I I will say I don't think that Lisa Lisa Barlow is doing a lot right now. I don't think she needs to be coming so hard for Heather. Yeah, Lisa, her emotional reactions were just kind of nonsensical. I now, after watching this reunion, I don't think Lisa's coming back. You don't? I think we have, they're all coming back. We have Meredith, like, what does Lisa offer? It's just Oh, I I like Lisa. Oh, I don't like her at all. Oh my god, I do, but only but not in that I like 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 yeah. Like her, like her, but I think she's I think she's good. I think she's, she was kind of boring all season. Uh, not the whole yeah. time. But they were definitely setting her up for like an Ill, like a villain arc, yeah. I think, at the beginning. Um I was kind of happy when it was squashed, so I was surprised to see it like I can't believe it's taken two episodes for us to kind of hash this out again. Right. Um but I but I like her and I I don't understand why everyone was getting up and walking around so much during. There was a lot of moving about the cabin. Right. Um, and she was definitely one of them, like, 
But I didn't feel like she really had Meredith's back. No, not at all. And Meredith was, has been pretty quiet beyond when she was like, nobody talk about my family. Yeah, Meredith, I mean, Meredith is tranked to the hilt. I just like love her frozen rich bitch face still. Yeah, it's just perfect. I mean, humans love robots, you know? I feel like she's just like a beautiful robot. Wally. Yeah, <laughs> but I was looking at Fresh Wolf, the mm-hmm. the uh, men's grooming line that Lisa's sons founded. <laughs> air quotes, uh, and, and it has it has five reviews on Amazon, and the first one was Lisa Barlow using her real name, <laughs> and it said this is the best hairline ever it smells just like dior sauvage or whatever oh my god dior perfume sauvage really funny make even of her like making her kids start a business i know and it's so clearly i mean they're just buying products wholesale and like slapping a sticker on it of course um and having amazon drop ship it to people but yeah i was I was laughing at the the Amazon page. I I can't find my notes on it, but it was pretty pretty, good. pretty rinky dink. Um, Turmeric and quinoa are the key ingredients in Fresh Wolf. Well, they're good for hair growth, as they told their dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I think Lisa is. I think that the show was like founded, and it was supposed to be around her. So I think that there's a part of her that is like surprised that Heather, who was like not always the pretty girl or the cool girl, like is walking away from this season as the fan favorite. And I'm sure Lisa thought like, this is a show about me. I'm the Sundance queen. Like I, like, I think she probably thought she would either get more favorable editing or be more of like main character. Yeah. And it turns out it's actually Heather and, you know, her sexy baby cousin Whitney yeah I think Lisa has a lot in common with Heather in the way that will make her hate Heather for life yeah I think Lisa also was you know a sheltered Mormon girl who you know wasn't that cool inherently and so she's invested a lot of energy in presenting as cool and she's like wait Heather's not cool and she's getting all this love. Like I spent so much time and energy. Right. Like she's actually cool. But Lisa's like, wait, I invested all this energy in like appearing classically cool. Um, And she's pissed. Do you think that you're mouthy or mousy? And you can't be both. (laughs) Right. Lisa. Yeah. Lisa was like, I'm mouthy. It's like, you're not even like, you're not like just. Again, like, she's from New York. Right, but she's lived in Salt Lake City for 20 years, as Heather pointed out. It's like, you're not actually... But I didn't, like, also, I was like, all right, people from New York slash, like, Italian. I don't know, but I don't know that she's Italian. They do talk with their hands. So it's like, okay, some people never lose that, Heather. Yeah. Stop coming for her. Like, everyone was just being, like, unbelievably catty. Like, nobody there was being the bigger person in any way, shape, or form. So true. But Jen yeah. did a couple of times, maybe. 
I think you can be mouthy and mousy. And first of all, Lisa isn't actually like a hard ass. She just pretends to be one. I think and that's, that's fine to be seen. I think we, yeah. I think we saw what they wanted us to see this season. And I'm really looking forward to what the future holds with Salt Lake City. Like show us your mm-hmm. true self. Yeah, we can handle the nuance, people. Like, again, I feel like Lisa and some of the other people were just trying to show, you know, they're like, here's what I want to show, and I want to be received as this. And it's like, guess what? That's not how it works in this world. I just think it's interesting that at the end of the day, she's like defending Jen and the only one defending Jen. Yeah. As well as still like being friends and like friendly with Mary who it's just all very interesting that like to see that she wasn't sitting next to her best friend on the couch like that's unheard of that is unheard of yeah I think I mean look if Lisa it was casted around her so she's kind of the Kyle which means she's always going to be a little boring (laughs) yeah that's true we'll see we'll see what happens um but it was definitely a good episode and a great way to follow new episodes of New Jersey. Yes. Let's please talk about New Jersey. Jersey is back, baby. Yes. I needed it. I was not expecting it to, to like do what it did though. Oh, it did a lot. That, that episode, everyone was coming in hot. I love It was so clearly, you know, middle of the pandemic. Everyone had been cooped up for months. When they all got together at Evan's party, the amount of drinking. Yeah. It was just, you know, everyone was uncaged and they were ready to drink away the pandemic trauma. (laughs) So many shots. So many shots. And that's a group that loves their shots. The men, the women. It was good to have the guys back. I have to say, I love, I love that it's Real Housewives, but I love in Jersey that like the, the husbands play such a, a role and like, they're all like pretty lovable in their own right. Yes, I definitely, I love, yeah, watching the relational dynamics of the couples. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I guess like the big meat of the episode <laughs> Was that Teresa, who I've actually never seen her that drunk before, I don't think. Me neither. She was lit. She was a lit AF. And she was going around the party saying she heard that Evan, Jackie's husband, was cheating on her at the gym. Yeah. I was like, are you, what are you trying to insinuate here? Because first of all, it was Evan's birthday party. Yeah. And she was spreading, friends. she was spreading rumors about Evan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saying that he hooks up with people at the gym. Yeah. Uh, she didn't remember who told her that. And she had heard it a long time ago, but she was ready to spill it now. It's like, why? Why now? A couple of things come to mind when I think about that. The first one is, didn't, in the reunion last year, didn't Teresa say that the man 
like the husband of whoever on the cast that she was like most attracted to was Evan. So maybe it's like her, like maybe something happened with her and Evan or maybe like, you know, and that's her way of being like, Ooh, the second thing I have is maybe somebody in production told her and that's why she's protecting the, yeah. the source because like, how do you just say you don't remember who told you something that you're literally repeating to everybody? Yeah. I think it was definitely, it was definitely someone in production and I saw, it was really sad. I saw the wheels turning in her head. Jackie gave that speech to Evan birthday speech. They kissed. It was like a long passionate kiss. Oh my God. It was (laughs) like, she was so drunk. Yeah. They were making, yeah, they looked really happy and that triggered Teresa. Yeah. She was not happy to see them being happy and was like, yeah. you know what? I have this thing that can make them unhappy. Bomb drop. Yes. It's and then really vindictive and it shows how lonely and sad Teresa was. Dude, Teresa is such a bad person. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I Teresa has so few redeeming qualities to me. And shit like this really just drives that point home. She is. Yeah. Like, and she's just so fucking stupid. But that really comes later. I mean, that's the thing. Like, when she and Jackie were, uh, you know, Jackie had obviously heard at a party full of her own friends, word got back. A friend told her, hey, Teresa is spreading this rumor. And she and Teresa met at Marge's house to talk it out. Mm-hmm. And Jackie made the big mistake Huge. of using an analogy with Teresa. <laughs> Teresa think, can't handle an analogy. I don't think she knows what an analogy is. Especially when she's in the rage zone. She's no. red. Like she's not going to understand that you're trying to make her empathize with you. That's not how she operates. She is. That's why she's so violent is she doesn't have the words. She doesn't have the words. So it's like a caveman. Like she literally is. I'm sorry, but that's why she turns to violence. She's very, she has a lot of primal rage. (laughs) She does. But you know what? I'm, I watched that scene a few times today. I was like, just really trying to wrap my brain around it, decide who's, like, I don't know whose team I'm on because it's all terrible, but I'm like, I'm, I think I'm team Jackie based on the fact that it was, it was an analogy. Oh yeah. But I, I know that, but I also I'm was like- I'm 1000% team Jackie. No, I'm she not, was, not. It's just yeah, like- Yeah, sorry. State your case. I'm sorry. I'm not not team Jackie. I just no, I'm also sorry. I'm like, oh fuck. Did it have to be like cocaine and did it have to be Gia? And like, I just feel bad for Gia now that-, that and I know that, like, whatever, fair game, she has a cameo, like, but still, just, like, cocaine, like, that's, that's not nice. It just, it's not nice, and it, and Jackie's a lawyer, so she knew the, like, she knew the ramifications from saying something like that, too. Go on. You go. Yeah. I think as soon as she said it, she was like, oh, this isn't going to go over well. But, yeah, I think she was just trying to say, like, you hear some random rumor or you make something up. If I made something crazy up, you know, that would be harmful too. But she has already come out and said, just to be clear, 
that wasn't a rumor I heard. That is untrue. I was just giving an example, but obviously it set Teresa off and hit the cardinal Ooh. sin of no talking about the children, the adult children. Which I'm sorry, with these adult children now, they're they're kind of up for it's it's definitely like Brooks Marks and all the heat he got. He's not a kid. He's in his twenties. No. Like yeah. He's fair game. He got on that show to promote his own social media and yeah. clothing line. I wish she didn't say it because she just dug a hole for herself because Teresa immediately ran with right. it. Right. And yeah, you, I mean, don't talk about the kids ideally, but just like, she was just giving an example. And she like, said, Teresa doesn't have a boyfriend or a husband, so I couldn't use a husband example. She could but. have said, like, how did it make you feel when people were saying that about you and Joe? Even though Joe was indeed cheating on Teresa. Yeah. So Yeah, Jackie was obviously, she was just pissed because Teresa was not going to back down on this rumor that- to say at yeah. his party. Yeah. And I don't blame her for being so upset, but she really went, she did go for the jugular. Mm-hmm. Teresa can't handle that. And like Gia is a, I think like, I obviously I don't know her. I'm pretty sure she's a Trump supporter, which isn't great, but- She's definitely a Trump supporter. I know, but she's also like Gia. Like I, I first she was one. First you were five, then you so, were six. Like I, I think she's a good kid, and I just she's a beautiful to... singer. Beautiful singer. Woke up this model. morning, got out of bed, and um, yeah. I want you to so, sing it. <laughs> just wait, when you. Uh, I just don't, just want to feel better. Just right, wait. Woke up this morning. <laughs> I forget. I just want to wish things would get better. Things would get better. I forget, but it made the whole room cry. Oh, sad. Yeah. First you were one, then you were two, then you were three, <laughs> then you were four. And now you're five. The birthday song we all deserve. Can't wait till you turn five. Then you were 32. (laughs) It's going to take a minute, but it'll be worth it, I swear. Um, Ooh, (laughs) maybe I'll get you a cameo where Gia does that for 32 seconds. Anyway, that was really fucked up. It did start the season off with a bang. um, And everybody had a lot of work done, but everybody looked good. I know what is I'm like the ways it's so triggering the ways that these Bravo celebrities have navigated the pandemic. They're like, great time for elective surgery, right? Our healthcare system is under siege. All right. I could get a few things done. Yep. That's pretty much exactly what they all did. Um, And Dolores didn't even end up telling her husband because she didn't want him to get mad. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Sorry. She lives with her ex-husband and her son lives with her boyfriend. It's. I love that. That's delightful. I just, I know that she and, and Frank Sr. are never going to be together again, but like, God, I would love that. I think clearly they had a foundation of friendship and they should be friends. I know, but still like, I think cause I just, I love him and I love her and I don't love him. Why? Because he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. 
He just never says anything that interests me. I think, yeah, yeah he's, he ordered it's, a cosmopolitan. What else do you need? I do enjoy that. I love that. And he's cute. They were Remember mixing. Remember the time they kissed on the lips? No. Yes. Yeah. They were mixing liquors. I, I mean, love- I, I love that 50-year-old people were vomiting from their me first too. pandemic outing. Uh, and I loved seeing Joey Gorga hungover as fuck in bed the next day. Like, yeah. Before he went and was trying to like be like, oh, I don't like my daughter hanging out with boys. Wah, wah, wah. I know. He's like the definition of toxic masculinity. <laughs> he is, but I still love him. Like, I love me some Joey Gorga. He's I really funny. He's, he's really funny. And I think he's just like, stupid too like Teresa but Teresa must be fucking miserable as your sister-in-law like I actually give Melissa a lot of credit for her patience with Teresa yeah Teresa literally tried to out Melissa on camera as a stripper like she has done such harmful stuff to her family she Teresa is a terrible person even last season like remember was it last season who knows but she flipped out about people talking about her husband like she's just such a hypocrite and now instead of taking accountability for she was like i wasn't spreading a rumor i just told people a rumor that i heard like she's just like it's the same thing she never takes accountability last year she had your hair pulled marge like she's not a good friend she's like loyal if you're who yeah also we share the same birthday you and trey yeah oh my god you know what you guys are a lot alike no just kidding we're not a lot alike she's way smarter than you yeah (laughs) all right well i think i think we covered it so fuckers we will bbfb brb we are going to refill our glasses see you in a sec to talk about our favorite Bravo villains. We're back, fuckers. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk villains. Are you ready, SB? I'm ready. Let's talk villains. So much better than heroes, at least when it comes to housewives. And the list is probably longer of villains. <laughs> I have, I do have a really long list. And then as we were discussing this, like you mentioned so many people that didn't even cross my mind, even though they're <laughs> like classic villains, but there's just, there's so many every season, there's somebody else and there's someone else to hate and, or, or love to hate, or, you know, that just strikes us as trash. So Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I think we should start with the true villains, the most classic vils. I'm going to kick it off with an iconic vil, the cop without a badge herself, Danielle Staub. Um, I think Danielle Staub will probably go down in history as number one villain of mm-hmm. all time. I think she's like... She's pretty much like the, what every villain is modeled after. She is a little bit unhinged. 
And I think Dina Manzo really said it all when she said, this girl is obsessed with me. I don't know if she wants to be me or skin me and wear me like last year's Versace. Like, (laughs) love it. Yes. I mean, Danielle, who has now left the franchise, I love she made an announcement as if she wasn't just like not going to get her contract renewed. She left to go pursue her career in food vlogging, yep, which we've talked did. about. Um, have. And she threw a hissy fit on her way out about not sitting next to Andy at the reunion. As if the friend of, let alone the Ville, who clearly only was still on the show because Teresa needed an ally, and Teresa has a lot of clout as an OG, mm-hmm. um, as if she would ever get to sit next to Andy. Oof, but she just kept being like, I'm an original housewife. And you got to feel for her. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I don't want to say that we've treated her poorly. Like, I think that anything that she has, like, really has come to her in, in her own way. But like, poor lady, like, she really is just like, I don't really understand how her life functions and she's very delusional. She got lost in the sauce of being on the show. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. She gets way too much into the social media of it all. Mm -hmm. She plays dirty. She doesn't have anything else going on in her life. Mm -hmm. It's a recipe for, and she's also just an asshole. So that's a recipe for villainy. Absolutely. Um, But in that same regard, she holds a very special place in my heart. And I can't tell you the amount of times in my life that I have quoted, like, pay attention, police. So thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Stop. Um, Okay. I have another really good one. Also, really quick, how oh. many times do you think Danielle has been engaged by now? Because it was nine, it was nineteen times when she was first on the show. I think we're up to twenty-one last I checked. <laughs> wow, which is probably about the same amount of times I've been proposed to. Actually, I don't understand how that can happen. I heard that she tells them all that she's a virgin, even though she like has <laughs> two daughters. <laughs> yeah, but like legit. Right. Yeah. She's a scammer. She's a grifter. She is so, I mean, like even when you watch those episodes, like I'm always just trying to figure out like, how does Kim Zolziak, how does Danielle Staub, how do these women pay for these houses in these areas when like they don't have work? And I know that they're like maybe being bankrolled by these guys, but even then like enough to live in a house with your children and, and just not, it's just, I find it very, maybe it's just because I like to make my own money and stuff. I just can't imagine being like, I'm living in this house that this like creepy man bought for me or is renting for me with my children. It's yeah. Weird to me. I mean, yeah, I think her life is stressful because there's a lot of, yeah, upkeep and management mm-hmm. to like keeping that lifestyle for sure. Anyway, sad for her daughters too. Yeah. And they definitely were the classic, like 
you know, that problematic scenario where the child is parenting the parent. Oh, yeah. So dark. Happens pretty frequently. I mean, there are so many scenes of Danielle, like, in early Jersey, getting in her white Range Rover with her kids. Yeah. To, like, go stalk other cast members. And they're like, Mom, let's just go home. Like, no. not go to the salon and call them out on not having invited you to this very event. Yeah, please don't break your way into the brownstone. They're having a formal function this evening. She really was just, she gave us so much. She gave us, she's given us two hair pulls. Yeah. One time it was her hair. One time it was somebody else's, which gotta love taking somebody else to court over pulling your hair only later to then pull somebody's hair right yeah hurt people hurt people she she turned her hair pull trauma into enacting that trauma on another i just hope that she knows that like Teresa used you and it was actually really sad um like there's a part of me that feels for for danielle for beverly there's a part of me that feels for her because when she was like, Teresa, like, please, I just did what you asked me to do. And Teresa's like, sorry, lose my number. It's like, wow, you, you know, she was your henchman. She did your dirty work this past season and you're so happy just to let her. Yeah. She was just Teresa's, she was Teresa's muscle. She was her, her body woman. Yeah. Which is not at all surprising at all. Yeah. Um, all right, you were moving on. Let's move on. I was moving on, but thank you for bringing up some of those points because I don't think just wanted to tie up those loose ends. Absolutely. Um, so the the next woman I have on my list here is um, some people might call her such a fucking liar, Camille. Um, but Camille Grammer, who was named most hated woman in America after her season one debut on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, Camille had such a fiery debut. And then she reined it in for a couple seasons. But now I love that we have her as a friend of where she can just drop her villainy. Yeah. She's back in full form. I think that after her first initial season, which she was... Like when you kind of go back and watch it through the lens of Kelsey Grammer is leaving her, um, she is fighting tooth and nail to make him stay with her. It's all very sad. Um, I think when you watch that, you kind of understand, like, yes, like you said, her people hurt people, which could go for a lot of these villains. But um, I think she saw an image consultant after the first season because she really turned her act around. Um, and was not nearly as villainous though you know but now we said it yeah she's pernicious <laughs> she is so pernicious that is one of my favorite iconic grammar oh my Thank god you. oh my god camille grammar is pernicious. camille grammar um yeah she's iconic iconic, iconic vocabulary my bad she's she's been through a lot with us and you're right i love that like we still get her in some capacity as a friend of the last time we saw her she was telling dorit that pk owed somebody millions of dollars um the friends of do a lot of dirty work in beverly hills and in jersey 
Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk villainous friends of. Okay, um, there's actually a lot of them, but I think while we're on the topic of Camille Grammer, we'd be remiss not to mention dinner party from hell guest of honor Allison Dubois and her electric uh, cigarette. Yeah, a vaping vanguard. Like he will never emotionally fulfill you. Know that. Know that. I rewatched that episode recently and it did not disappoint. Yeah, I I mean, I love a psychic, but Alison Dubois is textbook, like vengeful, manipulative psychic using her skills for evil. They all did really push her that night. I think Kyle pushed her too far but i can't even begin to express to you how giant the martinis they were drinking that night were so the fact that like you just see alice dubois like tossing back these martinis and uh, combined with the knowledge that like camille was probably shit talking kyle and you know the morally corrupt faye resnick before they got there probably it was just like a recipe for literal disaster and you know, the ladies were like, oh, perform for, like, Lisa Vanderpump was like, go on, is my grandmother in the house? Like, yeah, you know, like, she just felt pushed to the edge, but, ooh, that wrath. Iconic. 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 Yeah, I doubt she had the intention of being on national TV vaping, but a couple of those martinis in, you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, it's also like that was before vapes were, you know, like commonplace. So it really was like those ladies were like, they, everybody had something to say about the vape. Whereas these days, all of them jewel. Yeah. You know, they're so. all, they're all jewel heads. Who else you got as far as famous and villains or friends of go? Well, let's take it back to Jersey really quick. We got Kim D and Kim G. Um, yes. Kim D is the posh owner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kim D and Kim J, what a, what an interesting and exciting couple of seasons with those crazy ladies. As Teresa would say about Kim D, because she owned a women's fashion boutique called Posh, mm-hmm. P-O-S-C-H-E. <laughs> Piece of shit, home wrecker, every day. <laughs> she was like, "How do how do I fit the e in there?" Uh, every every day. Yeah, they Piece really knew shit. how to stir. They really knew how to stir some shit up. Those Kims, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and then Kim G with like her yelling at Danielle Staub about her squared tits, which she did have square tits at the time. So, um. Anyway, um, I mean, also Kim D later, somebody was found dead in her car. Remember that? Like burned alive in her car. Oh, I don't know if I remember that. Really sad, but nefarious. Like what? Very, very sad. I didn't know that. But I'm not surprised because that kind of stuff happens in Jersey sometimes. <laughs> You're not, not surprised. I'm not. That stuff, if that's going to happen someplace, it's happening in Jersey. That's some mob shit. Are you kidding? Yeah. People showing de- up dead and burned alive in your car. Like, you're, 
Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> Homewrecker. Every day. I also have here, again, it's, it's going back to Beverly Hills, but Dana Wilkie. Um, 25,000 um, and her sunglasses with that theme. There's this one scene specifically where she like lights a cigarette off of a candle indoors and it's just such <laughs> good um, like villain vibes. Yeah. That was a classic like eat the rich moment. Yes. When she's like, hey, my hideous stupid sunglasses cost $75,000. 25,000. Oh, I thought it was 75. I mean, they're both 25,000. If I didn't look it up really often to, um, <laughs> to use that gif, then I would say maybe you're right, but 750,000. $705. <laughs> um, yeah, but so those are, those are mainly the friends of that I thought were most evil. Um, who else you have on your main list of of evil evil I have well I have like let's talk people on the bubble like I feel like a big part of watching bravo is having people that you love to hate you know oh, yeah where it's like they are a villain but you kind of want to keep them on the show you know mhm um and for me, that is Ramona. Yeah, I can see that. Because she just, everything about her is an, antithesis to what I like out of a human. But I mean, I'd love to watch her be an asshole. I don't, for me, I don't know that I think that Ramona is necessarily a villain. Yeah, I love to hate her. Like I know, I know. Lovable Vel. I do love to hate her, but sometimes I just love her. Not in a way that I'd like be one of her sixty closest girlfriends. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't chip in on the Gucci bag for her no, birthday. Probably not. Um the fact that she asked her friends to, to do that. In. Yeah, that's that doesn't thrill me. Um I think, though, who I would probably say for this is, like, Kenya. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like, I love to hate Kenya. I have very complicated feelings about her, but um, definitely love her and hate her. Disagree with her often. Um, yeah. And like yeah. She gets in her own way. Like, I, I'm so empathetic towards Kenya and I see her having a hard time, but then she can just be so mean. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, that's definitely, she's so mean and she goes for the jugular, but I do have, like I said, like complicated feelings about her. Um, another person I kind of like love to hate, but I, who maybe I wouldn't consider her a villain either, but um, Kim Zolziak, she, would, yeah. she makes it for some really great TV or at least she did in the day. Yeah, I think she she has become full villain. Um, and when they, when they tried to bring her back for one season, it just didn't work because all of the... She just had fully become a villain at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, like there's... We've, we have some villains and we have some... Um, 
we have actually a decent amount of evil men too. I don't know why that's surprising, but um, who who do you have as your villainous men? Do you have anybody? I've got I've got a handful here. Oh yeah, I mean Michael Darby. He's pretty high up on the list. He is a real piece of shit for so many it, reasons. Yeah, David Bador. Oof, White Walker. Um, at least he never faked cancer. Mm, yes, Brooks. Oh, I also have, I have Brooks. I also have Vicky, um, you know, here on my list of just like general evil. And that actually kind of makes me sad, but I feel like she perfectly embodies the quote of, you know, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's yeah. what happened to Vicky and complete with like the meme of her freaking out at the camera at the reunion last year, like when they were poking their head through the door. Yeah, totally. Yeah. She, I mean, she's another one that got so lost in the sauce and in the social media feedback and just overproducing herself and thinking she can control the narrative. It's a like, them do it. It but. just, she fully, the show turned her evil. Absolutely, it did. She couldn't Sad. handle it. Sad, because I think we yeah. all know that Vicky is just like, just wants to be liked and wants her love tank full. And she's got the most annoying voice, but <laughs> like, I don't think she's a bad person necessarily. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, let's, I have one last little yeah. um, thing, little, uh, oh my God. Show me your little thing, Lauren. Show it me. Okay. I have one last little category called evil geniuses. Mm. So these are the people that are too savvy to show their villainous nature on camera, but they puppet master things behind the scenes. They sow chaos and discord. And the queen of all queens of this is Lisa Vanderpump. Hard to argue with that one. As much as I am a Lisa Vanderpump, like, stan, um, you know what, regardless of, of what was happening, who brought magazines, where, what, whatever, Lisa was definitely orchestrating a lot of stuff behind the scenes brilliantly. Yeah. I love a mass manipulation. I'm just, I'm lolling thinking about uh, her husband, Ken, <laughs> when they tried to push him in the pool <laughs> and it was a, ba a Baja shelf. The pool yeah. had a really shallow Baja shelf and he fell to his near death into the, <laughs> into the pool. I was going to say, it was like, it didn't go very well for him. I was actually kind of worried. He's so <laughs> I was really worried about the integrity of his hip bones. Yeah, as as you should have been. He is a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, I think in the same vein, evil genius wise would be um somebody who 
has the best reads I've ever heard out of any housewife ever, but who also um, set her best friend up to look like super creepy and terrible. And that would be Miss Phaedra Parks, who I miss every day. Yeah. I'll never get over there being a a bomb threat at her workplace. Mm -hmm. And she said it was because she had heard a bomb mixtape. Yeah. And said the music was bomb. Yeah. Yeah, Phaedra did way too much manipulating and producing and getting people, people like Portia to take the fall. Portia, Candy, like her and Candy are one of the saddest like feuds to me because they I think they were really good friends and it makes yeah. me really sad to think. and we yeah yeah and we haven't seen candy open her heart up fully again she she kind of stays a lone yeah. wolf she doesn't she doesn't um get too close with anybody else now I think she's been burned and she's a very loyal person candy is definitely not a villain um no no she's definitely not but yeah she was very hurt by phaedra's evil villainous accusations of assault watch yeah um i have here a few other people that aren't necessarily sorry evil geniuses but just like i think should be fully acknowledged as villain aviva drescher hmm Think you're and, both white trash, quite frankly. Right. The leg throw heard around the world. Yes. Um, she was definitely painted as a villain that season. Um, yeah. I think she probably, <laughs> I don't know. I thought Aviva was pretty good TV, so I was never like terribly mad about it. Um, but she was definitely the villain, but she also committed like the cardinal sin of inviting her husband on a cast trip. Cardinal sin. Don't invite your husband on a cast trip. Sorry, Reed. Yeah. Yeah, I think also. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just mean, yep, that's a rule. You got to live and die by that rule. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would be remiss if I didn't say literal agent of hate speech, Kelly Dodd. Oh, Seeing Kelly, someone who like didn't make my list, even though Kelly, it was Kelly versus the Trace Amigas for so long. And I didn't ever realize that I was supposed to be rooting for the Trace Amigas. So Because they're all so <laughs> problematic. Yeah. So like Kelly wasn't quite the villain, but she also wasn't quite the hero. I think I, but yes, absolutely. Kelly is the villain of COVID 2019, 2020 and 2021. <laughs> She was the villain as COVID was germinating in 2019. COVID dad. Yeah, she, I mean, she should be banned from Twitter. Yeah, she should follow in her father's footsteps, Donald. She loves him so much. Fuck's sake. Um, any other kind of like honorable mentions that we can? Rapid Fire Vils. Yeah. Uh, Leanne Locken. Yep, absolutely. They're just hands. 
Um, I don't miss her at all. Like I said, in Dallas, Leanne, Leanne just like was such a one trick pony. Like show us range. Stop complaining about being like a circus freak who had your, like go to therapy. <laughs> Stop it though. That's all she could cry about was being like part of the circus and the how. Circus freak. Sorry for using the word freak, but you know. <laughs> You can cut that out if we want. Um, but like, sorry, but like, that's all she ever had to offer. She was always just crying about her shitty childhood. Like, go to therapy. I know. Grow. Yeah. Show us yeah. growth. Yeah. I also have um an, an honorable mention. Um, Jill Zarin when she comes when she, hello hello when when they're on that cast trip and her and Bobby show up. Like that is one of the worst moments of my life it makes me cringe <laughs> we know when alex breaks out in hives i know alex some people show their emotions on their face alex showed her emotions on her red patchy chest yeah but st- alex not a villain but we'll find an episode where we can talk about van campens yeah um also like this season in so many of our favorite shows i feel like we had some weird not like necessarily they were like villainous, but like the Denise and Aaron thing kind of like meant to be the villains of Beverly Hills' past season. Um, obviously, like the Monique versus Candace dynamic was at play there. So like someone's supposed to be the villain. To me, all these people just have really shitty behavior, period. Yeah, I think this season they kept trying to feed us the usual classic villain edit. Where, yeah, somebody's totally in the wrong and somebody's totally right. And things were just murky. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's just in the mud, so. Bound to happen, I guess. There's no binary, like, good person, bad person. I think that we can agree, um, and I'd never want to suggest that we have a topic called demon children. (laughs) Um, But I think... We did find ourselves a villain this year in Brooks Marks. Yes. So. Again, trying to produce, you know, trying to control his narrative. Yeah. Very got in the mix and in the mud, slinging accusations about seeing Jen's vagina, vulva. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and look, if you're going to get into the ring and play, you've got to deal with the feedback. <laughs> well, I think I think I I think that this topic, I love it so much. Um and I think it always reminds me of a video and I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about, but there's this video of it's a British comedy thing. And it's like basically the Nazis who are like, we're the good guys. And then they're like, they look at each other and they're like, look at your hat. You have a hat that has a skull on it. And like, da da da. And they're like, oh my God, like, are we the baddies? Like, are we the bad guys? And I think about that every day. I'm like, I think I'm fighting the good fight. And then every once in a while, I'm like, am I actually like the bad guy? Like, in somebody's <laughs> edit, I am. Um, and I just think that, you know, these housewives probably don't realize that they are until it's too late. So 
hopefully when you edit all these together, I don't look like the villain, but yeah, guess time will tell. <laughs> With that, you have a schadenfreude of the week. It's okay if not. We can just end this. I don't. We're going to edit this out. I am so tired. Okay, Ren. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week for Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. Bye, fuckers. Goodbye, fuckers. We'll see you next week. And enjoy Bravo television until then. Goodbye. Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. 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 Bravo